welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. We have returning guest Gary Dak and I. How are you? I am well. Good to see you, man. Well, I'm glad you're back. I said to have you back when you got your uh, your album or EP or your mm -hmm. EP. Your, your musical opus out. Yes. <laughs> um, so I thought we could talk about just the the uh, the songs on it a little bit okay. about it, and then we can um, and what's going on with you, and where people can check you out. Cool. Let's start with the beginning of. Was this album was there's four songs on it? Actually, mm -hmm. it called Random Road. Now, is was it start? When was it started? The writing process or the recording? Uh, well, either or. Um, well, the fourth song is actually a single from eleven years ago, which stopped being um, played on iTunes when Apple took over. So I did a reprise of that. And the other three tunes I've been playing live over the past like five, six years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt the need to finally record these songs. And uh, the recording process took about, uh, about 10 months mm -hmm. because I had to keep working, keep teaching. And um, I worked with uh, Scott Bellardo on drums and Justin Butcher on bass. And they did a great job. We rehearsed and just knocked it out because they played with me um, and played these songs live. So we'll okay, okay, so yeah, so don't worry. Okay, yeah. Same guitar. Would you use for guitar now? Um, I'm using my Telecaster. It's right here. I, I rewired it six times, and now it's where I want it to be. <laughs> so six times. What were you trying to get? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, actually, one of my students, Romeo, always sends me pickups and he said, try these, try these. And um, so I went from Bill Lawrence to um, Mojo Tone to Seymour Duncan, then back to the original pickups, then back to uh, Seymour Duncan. And I'm going to stick with Seymour Duncan, the, 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 the Brad Paisley models, the La Brea's. Mm -hmm. They have a little more mid-punch. Uh, for the Telecaster sound, so it cuts through playing live, and uh, I really like it. And it's um, it has more uh, depth to the tone. I've been hearing good things about that. Actually, people a lot more a lot of musicians are like checking it out and digging it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you don't usually hear that much from you. Don't usually hear a lot of artists talking about their pickups unless they ask them. I'm actually hearing people talk about it, talk about this this pickup for some reason. Yeah, when I switched uh, amps, I, I'm using a Vox Night Train. And I think Brad Paisley um, maybe used Vox or he went to Dr. Z amps and they're loosely modeled after Vox amps. Yeah, so, I got a Vox. Okay, yeah, great. Um, so these pickups work well with that style of um, tube amps. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. So, the process of what you do like like nights and weekends type of deal or whatever you're because you teach different hours and stuff so it's really just trying to find time with a yeah. student you have a certain guy were you producing it what was the process yeah, michael papatonis he actually re uh, produced uh let the rain fall which is uh, my first single 11 years ago and mm -hmm. uh, he's great with drums he's great with vocals and, you know, I kind of fight with him on guitar tones, <laughs> just being a guitar <laughs> player. And, uh, but we work it out. And um, so he recorded and engineered the, uh, the whole EP. And uh, 
I really like how he approaches vocals because he, uh, you need someone who uh, hears things that you don't hear. And he pushes me put, uh, the right way to get the most out of uh, my playing and uh, my singing and uh, at the end of the day, the mix. So um, yeah, Long Dark Night uh, is a song that uh, it's like kind of like the Whipping Post, uh, Almond Brothers, mm -hmm. kind of six, eight feel. And um, it's about uh, a long breakup. It's about a divorce. And um, just going through those hardships, um, it, it, it takes time to uh, work those through. And sometimes it takes songs a long time to develop. And this is part of that process. Some songs are just right like that. And let's go, let's play it live. But this was like an arduous effort and probably because the, the character of the song and the process that I was going through took time. And at, at the end result, I'm really happy with it, with what I tried to portray. When you do that, you write a really good song and you, you, it's actually uh, how you get through something. I always wonder like afterwards, like didn't the song gets played a lot and everyone likes it? <laughs> Is that, are you like reliving that moment over and over again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, in, in a sense, uh, I like am, torture. but, but I'm, I'm in a different place. And because I got it out of my head and out of my body and I'm um, expressing it in a different way, it's less painful and I could shine light on it and almost have a sense of humor about it. Because when I play it, I used to play it at open mics to test drive it. And I'd say, yeah, here's another song about a breakup. And then, <laughs> or this is what I'd say. I'd say, here's a happy song. It's called Long Dark Night. You know? <laughs> so I get the audience kind of worked up. And then I play the song. And actually, I feel better about it. And hopefully that uh, carries yeah. it to the audience. You know? else, yeah, you feel better about it. Everyone else is like bummed out. Like, I thought I was going to play something else. <laughs> yeah, I bring everyone down. And I'm happy about it. <laughs> yeah, we, it's a it's a good song. It's the whole EP is really good. Um, it's an interesting choice too to start off with too, kind of you know emotional, kind of dedicate yeah. the pace. I wanted to hit hard because of the rhythmic nature of the song. Um, I, I just wanted to come out uh, come out swinging and just one of the inspirations is actually Martin Scorsese when he's I uh, saw in an interview he said. Uh, the most personal is the most creative. So I really wanted to be authentic and honest and even brutal about this song and uh, get it out, at least out of my system, into another form. So it's a creative process, and I wanted that first song to be that. So <laughs> and it, it seems to work. No, it does. I mean, it, it, I like to hear the story behind like how, how you came up with the song choice. So, uh, track two. Yeah. The, the reason for it, Better Off Dead, the reason for it and the whole the break it down. Uh, better Off Dead. Um, well, the hook is your blue eyes can now see red. Our love unreal is better off dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's kind of tongue in cheek. Um, and I hope to have a sense of humor in actually all my songs. But uh, this was another dark moment where it's actually another relationship that followed the divorce. And I never really processed either one. 
until um, at the beginning of one year, I said, I'm going to write 10 songs in 10 days, write one song every day for 10 days, just as an experiment. And I would just uh, force myself for an hour to write. And um, I would turn out these songs and I actually played them for Steve. And he said, you know what? After each song, he'd say, these songs are getting better. <laughs> and then, uh, I played them at some open mics. Like half the songs I write actually make it to a performance place, a performance level, which is pretty good because uh, I have friends who will write like 30 songs and only like five of them get played. So if like half my songs make it to a performance, then I'm, I'm feeling good. So in the process of like forcing myself to write and um, getting out this um, catharsis of um, transformation, um, uh, some good songs uh, made it out. And this is one of them. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy with it. It's kind of like a funky meters type of blues meets Freddie King. And uh, I hit the wah-wah solo really hard. And that was a uh, one take solo because I was trying to get the track to uh, DC McAuliffe, who's the keyboard yeah. player, for, to do Hammond B3. And um, he said, I, I sent him the rhythm track and he says, well, I need to hear some vocals and I need to hear uh, what I could play and weave in and out because I don't want to like overplay uh, on top of the vocals or the guitar solo. So I did a scratch vocal track. I did a scratch guitar solo and I nailed it on the first try with the guitar solo. I said, I'm keeping that guitar solo. But the thing is, I, I probably couldn't play it now unless I really uh, slowed it down and, and transcribed it. But that was a first take guitar solo. Wow. So you're, well, I mean, you play the song out with the, don't you? Um, you play that, yeah, right? I've played that. And um, actually, the solo for Long Dark Night. I labored over that. I it took a couple months and I went like measure by measure, note by note, because there's chord changes and it uh, modulates to four different keys. And I don't know why I did it like that. It, um, there was a Muddy Waters song off Electric Mud, which uh, does that also. And I was, was kind of inspired by that. So um, that's nice. a solo that took forever. So it took like two months to write that guitar solo. And then the next uh, song I did in one take, the guitar solo. Wow. So you never know what a guitar solo, how it can evolve, you know. At least you, at least you recognized it and you saved it. You didn't be like, I can do better, delete. Yeah. Right. You, it's you hard to, it. yeah. Getting to a point where you say this is done mm -hmm. is uh, a good place to be. Sometimes you just have to say, this is the finish line. Yeah, uh, but if you know inside, you can keep going. Then you gotta keep going. Yeah, that's when it's good to have a producer or work with a partner that can. Yeah. You know, say enough. We're done. We need to walk away. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> that's hard. Rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the third song is a song called "Play It Cool," and that definitely has another uh, funky meters vibe. I'm really heavily influenced by like New Orleans musicians, um, Neville Brothers, uh, all that vibe. So that has like the soca uh, drum rhythms and a little bit of mambo in there, like Lalo Schiffer and Mission Impossible. Um, and DC on keyboard, he just like rips a killer Hammond B3 solo at the end. And, uh, the chorus. So he, is, but, does he play with you also? Does he play with you a lot too? 
Oh, DC is a friend from high school. And uh, this is back in the metal days. And uh, we've always wanted to play in a band and it's like the timing of things it never really worked out. And we finally, after 30 years, you know, been doing recordings remotely. I would send stuff through Dropbox, say, can you finish this off? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when he had time, he does movie soundtracks and he's like won awards like all over the world for his movie soundtracks. And uh, they say, when you have time, can you sprinkle a little salsa and, you know, <laughs> magic on that <laughs> and send it back and you know. well it makes sense that he's actually you know, he's he continues to be a professional because it wasn't like yeah we did high school i sent it to him he plays once in a while on the band like he jams you know really yeah. sounds really good so he's he's serious he plays bass in a band called colleen wild and the haunted and they're in the chicago area and they're great so i hope uh at some point you know, we meet up live, but we've been just been recording remotely. Yeah. That's great. And it's great to have your friends and your band. I mean, it's been a pretty nice uh, collaboration, you know? Yeah. And I'm happy with my power trio with uh, Justin Butchers on bass. I haven't mentioned him. And he plays around in Cleveland a lot. And he's just got this bluesy, funky, soulful vibe about his playing. And, mm -hmm. um, I couldn't be more happy with his performance as well as Scott. Uh, Scott and I played like for the past 10, 12 years um, playing uh, everything from rock, jazz, blues, and uh, my original stuff. So he's great. Did you collaborate at all with your, I know you're, sometimes your son does stuff too. Was your son involved at all? Oh, um, he actually did the previous, uh, I had two previous singles and Steve produced uh, Take It Slow, uh, which is a blues. And then my son produced my country riff. Uh, I wrote a pseudo country riff and he did the mix for that. And he, uh, he lined up the vocals and uh, split the guitar solo. He did a great job engineering that. And I hope to work with my son more. He's doing, he does uh, his own hip hop stuff and he's kind of in his own space, which I, <laughs> Which is great, you know. I I kind of go there with him. Like I'll throw some like metal track on like some of his hip hip hop stuff, but um, uh, I have to let him do his own thing because that's what I would have wanted. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, my stuff. <laughs> I don't know if, I, if my dad ripped on guitar, I'd be like, "That's cool. It's jam." You know, that's awesome. He uh, he sings too, and he raps, and he's just he's got a really good concept of what he creates with his um, man everybody in your family uh there's a little something huh Musical. yeah and uh steve on his last album with bug cherry that's like the bomb that production right yeah so i think that's their best album yet production wise and even songwriting wise it's really strong especially if you're uh an 80s background um with music well i think yeah but i mean there's something I always like the fact that they always, to me, they stand on like both sides of the fence with a rock, but they have a great melody. I mean, they're really rock, but they yeah. always have a really good melody. I love that, you know? Yeah. Great book. Yeah. And there was one song I, mean, I first heard. I was like, I'm out of my mind. I can't think of what it was now. I had a message to Stevie. I'm like, oh my God, I think this album's ridiculous. 
Yeah, I was excited when I first heard it. I had to text them. I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, the, uh, there's more vocal harmonies, which is great. And I know Steve has a lot to do with that. And the guitar sound is just like really crunchy and spongy. And it's just, ah, it's, it's, it's a good sound. I think, I think it's, it's really great because I think him and Billy have been playing together more. I think when Billy yeah. joined last time, they hadn't been together or the album was done or something. Like Billy wasn't really involved. I, I think I could be wrong as much. Like, so now they've been on tour together. Yeah, it's it's a little different. So I maybe I think that energy may have rubbed off too. My, my yeah, guess. Uh, Francis on drums is just killing it. And when I heard it, it was just it was like it hit me in the chest. And uh, I made sure to let him know and message him. <laughs> great stuff. It, it it is a really really good good album. But it, this is great. And I was actually was like, yeah, two great albums from yeah. both the brothers in a short period of time. <laughs> Mine's a short EP, but uh, short yeah. EP with, with the, the window of time, both of you guys come out with new stuff. I was like, this is really great. Yeah, I'm really happy with what I put out because it's like the litmus test. I've been putting out singles and I wanted to put at least some type of collaboration or compilation and to put out three or four songs at once in a package mm -hmm. and that makes sense where the songs are connected. Um, I feel really good about, and that's leading to the next step, which is an album, because I have, I have about eight to set, eight to 10 songs that are um, ready to record, but I talked to um, a couple people I keep in contact with for arranging, and I, I just said, I'm, I'm going to write to the end of this year and get as many songs uh, together, and then uh, at the beginning of next year, I'll whittle it down to like eleven or twelve and start recording an album. So, so this EP is a good test for the timing of uh, how much time it takes within my lifestyle <laughs> and my budget to uh, put together a compilation. So, if this took uh, like about eight months, now I know what it'll take to triple that um, in hopefully the same amount of time. We're half that because you know what you're doing now. Once you once you're already a couple songs in, if they're going, they're going. Yeah, yeah. and I got the musicians to do it. They're they're tight. And they're just they know what to do. So actually, with the and then the last song, which I love, and I I had my own opinion on it. I noticed some changes on it. It's uh, uh, I love it. Thanks, man. You're part of the inspiration for me to bring that back because it kind of got swept under the rug because of all the changes in the music industry. And I I'm the type of person who doesn't like to go backwards. So I just mm -hmm. kept going forward, writing music, writing songs and putting out singles and just trying to move forward. And then people keep asking about let the rain fall. I say, when are you going to play that? I love that song. And like friends who heard that when it first came out uh, said, are you going to play let the rain fall? And it's just like, you know, I haven't even touched it. And then when you brought it up, I was like, I have to bring this back. So it's a good song, uh, it was good. And, the range, and you, okay, you changed some of the arrangements around a little bit, punched it up a little bit more. Yeah. To where I heard it, that's that's why I heard it when I first, I'm like, this is what this needs is extra right here, here and here. Everything's perfect. Just to be shuffled around more because it's so good. Yeah. Michael uh, tapped a little more mastering magic on it and, um, I had to actually relearn how to play it on guitar and sing it because um, 
it's been so long since I actually uh, embodied it. Because when, when you perform a song, you have to like put your whole mind and consciousness into it. Because otherwise you're just uh, going through the motions. And uh, for a song that's that I've written, it's like a personal thing. It's not like I can uh, pick up the guitar and say, okay, I'm going to cover Little Wing and try and do justice for Jimmy. When it's for myself, it's like personal, more personal. And it's just like, okay, do I need, can I dig up those emotions again and then uh, recreate uh, a new energy for it? So it's exciting to do that. So. And it seems like a lot of bad relationships is the pattern. So you're going to have to get into a lot of bad relationships in the next year to finish off yeah. some more songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hopefully. Oh, a heartbreak for you. <laughs> I have to come up with other subject material. <laughs> Maybe things will be a little more uh, lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> the happy album. What happened? Last album was so heavy. So happy yeah. this one. Um, I'm driven by great. darkness. <laughs> darkness, yeah, it drives you. That might be album uh, title for your next one. Uh, <laughs> Random road driven by darkness. You got you a whole theme there. Or maybe out of the darkness. <laughs> uh, ooh, there you go. Um, so are you playing out a lot? Like working? Are you working uh, this or what? I, I'm actually not. I did, I did a solo show, uh, solo acoustic, and um, probably do a couple more solo shows and hopefully play some full band shows. I want to get the right places and make sure I can support my band. And um, if, when I get the album out, I, I definitely want to get more uh, full band shows and line up uh, performances. So I'm kind of like in a writing phase and experimenting phase. Mm -hmm. and, um, I, like I think it's good though to, to go out and play, especially when yeah. you're in a writing phase. Take a break and go out and play. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, do a few shows before the year's out. You know, get back to the studio. I like the process of writing, and recording, and maybe I like it too much, and I don't like the process of booking shows and playing. But I should get there. <laughs> you know, alone. A lot of artists like that. That's why it seems like people go into the studio and they take forever. Sometimes they think they don't want to leave. They just like it. Yeah, it's uh, over time. It's a gratifying process mm -hmm. to. Uh, it's like painting a picture or doing a film, where um, being in the process is really great, and so is releasing it. And so you have to weigh both sides, and then get to the next part, which for music is performing it, which I need to get to. Yeah. Otherwise, and you, get wrapped up, you get wrapped up in recording it, you know. Your brother is going to be like, hey, it took us 10 days to record a whole album, so. Yeah, I know. I know they do <laughs> quick. And they work together well. And um, yeah. It's just you. There's no, 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 you. You have no one to fight, argue with. It's just you. You can do 10 days. That, that's, that's true. And uh, I have to do it within my resources. Um, I'm just busted on you. <laughs> <laughs> just busted on you. Um, no, but it's, it is a good album, um, EP. I Thank encourage you to check it out. I'll put the link up. But it's also on iTunes. Yes, iTunes, all the Spotify, major... Spotify, um, Amazon, yeah, Apple. yeah, yeah, Apple, yeah. So it's all there. People can check it out. I'll put the link for you. You want, you want your Facebook link up, or do you want your uh, website? Uh, or You could do uh, Instagram and Gary Dakenai Band, Gary underscore Dakenai underscore Band. Yep. And then um, uh, Facebook, yeah, Gary Duck and I band. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, Melvin, thanks for being on the show. It's been awesome. Thanks, Sean. You've been an inspiration. <laughs>